Amen, amen, amen. I got a great word for everybody tonight. I, I hope that everything is going good for you right now. That's our prayer for our entire church family and all those viewing that everything is going good, that you are healthy, that your family is healthy, that you're happy, that you're feeling blessed, that you understand that God is alive and he is for you and definitely not against you. Amen, church? Let me get a good amen from that couch you're sitting on right now. Well, I, I got, a, I got a, a great message for you tonight. The title of, of my message is this, is my house has withstood the storm. My house has withstood the storm. A number of years ago, uh, when my wife and I were a little bit younger, and uh, we only had one child at the time, and this one child was just a baby, we were um, kind of settling down for the evening. We had, we had put the baby to bed and then watched a few episodes of, of TV and, and, and decided ourselves that, that we would go to bed. I noticed that there was a storm stirring outside. You could tell that something was stirring. You could feel it in the air that something was going on outside. And I said, Jen, I think before we really go down for the night, why don't we turn on the news and find out what is happening outside right now? And so we did that. We turned on the news, and all of a sudden, we, we flip on the TV, and we see right away there's, there's tornado uh, warnings. And so I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little nervous. And, and you could tell Jen and I are starting to talk a little bit. She's getting a little nervous. And, and then not only it goes from a tornado warning to a tornado watch. And then they name the city that the tornado is coming for. And it was the very city that our house was in. It was Linden, Michigan. It was coming for Linden. They, they predicted it was going to touch down somewhere in Linden. And it was about midnight, it was the midnight hour, and you look out the window, and this is really one of the more frightening things about this whole storm was that it was at the midnight hour, and when you looked outside, you couldn't see a funnel. You couldn't, you couldn't tell where it was really going to land. You didn't really know what was going on. And so I just said, Jen, I want to let you know that we are going to be safe. How do you know that, Luke? How do you know we're going to be safe? Because, honey, this house has a basement, and I will grab you, and I will grab our child, and we will go down into the basement if that's what it comes to. And there was a peace that came over us in our bedroom, knowing that our house was going to withstand the storm, that we were going to survive. I want to encourage you, all of you, I want to encourage every single person, believe it or not, you have been prepared for such a time as this. Your house has been built, and you will withstand the storm. Amen? You really have been trained for such a time as this. A lot of times we don't know if we're ready for battle until we're shoved into battle. I'm telling you right now, we're shoved into battle. And you have been trained. What do I mean by that? Well, my friends, you know how to pray. You know how to open the word of God and read it. You have learned how to hear, hear and listen for the still small voice of God. Amen? You've got a heavenly language that you can lift up to heaven to find peace for your soul in times where the anxiety maybe reach a level that's too much for you. You've been trained and ready for such a time as this. You have actually built your house. You're ready to withstand the storm. Amen? Listen to what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 12. He says, I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. 
And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life. Whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. I feel so blessed to know that I've built my spiritual house before the storm hit. I've got a list of things here that I quickly wrote down over the weekend. Things that I know that I can do even in the middle of a storm I've been trained for. I know how to, number one, hear from God. Amen? I hope you do too. Number two, I've learned how to go without. What do you mean, go without? I've been denying the flesh for a lot of my life. Amen? I know how to deny myself. I know how to stay holy and righteous and find peace because of holiness and righteousness deep within me. I hope you do too. I have been, number three, denying myself. I know how to go without. Number three, I know how to deny myself. So, hey, not going out and celebrating on St. Patrick's Day was not a big deal to me. I haven't done it ever. (laughs) I've been trained for such a time as this. Number four, I know how to sense the Holy Spirit. I know how to sense his comfort for me. Amen. Number five, I know when my neighbor is struggling. I've looked for it. I've kept an eye open for my neighbor when I've sensed that something isn't quite right with them. I know how to knock on a door. I know how to pick up the phone and make a call. I know how to text a friend who I feel is in need at the time. I know when my neighbor is struggling. And number six, I've learned to see a need and then take the lead. I've been doing these things for so many years. Now when the time has come when really people really, really need a helping hand, this feels so natural to me. And I feel blessed to be able to serve and give and call and pray and lend a helping hand whenever it's needed. I hope you do too, church. You know, we Christians, we must constantly and consistently live at a level of fighting the good fight of faith. People who are more than conquerors should help those who are, who are at this time feeling a bit conquered. We can do it, church. We can do it. John Maxwell just said this just the other day. He said, a difficult time can be more readily endured if we retain the convictions that our existence does hold a purpose, there is a cause to pursue, a person to love, and a goal to achieve. What are you learning in the midst of the storm? Don't run away, but please, my friends, let's seize this opportunity. Just the other day, I found out that one of the homes in my neighborhood that I live in was writing letters to a rehabilitation center that's just down the road from us. Because their doors are closed, they can no longer get visitors, and there's a number of elderly, lonely people in this rehabilitation center. And this house decided that they were going to write letters. All the kids were going to write letters to every single person at the rehabilitation center and walk it over there and then leave it on the doorstep and ring the doorbell. This is our time to seize an opportunity to love people who need love right now more than ever. Maybe you can get creative and think of a way yourself on how to love people who really need to be loved right now. How to, how to extend love to those who can't be reached. We can do it, church. We can do it. People are looking right now. People are looking for those who have built their house before the storm came. And my friend, you have built your house. People of God, church, this is what we've prayed for. We've prayed for opportunities to help. 
We've prayed for opportunities to serve. We've prayed for opportunities to love people. We've prayed for opportunities to give and be generous. We've prayed for opportunities to give away when everybody else is trying to gather in. My friends, this is what we prayed for. This is our time to shine. The world is looking for people who have built their house before the storm came. And my friends, we've done it. We've built our house. Amen? Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 40. It says this. It says, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When he did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are doing it for me. We are the ones who are supposed to go out into the street when there is a lion out there. We are the ones who are, so, who are supposed to face the dangers when many others won't. I think about all the doctors in our churches, the nurses in our churches, the people who are serving in the medical world right now. They're on the front lines. There's a lion in the street, and they're out there anyway. This is what we are created to do, church. This is what we were designed to designed to do as Christians. Even though there's a line in the streets, we are created to go out there anyway. Look at what it says in Proverbs 22, verse 13. It says, the lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I might be killed. You know, there is a world that is afraid, and we can show them that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We've got such an opportunity to shine. We've got such an opportunity to love. We've got an opportunity to give away something today, don't we? It might be little. It might not be much. But I tell you what, in a time like right, right here and right now, what you give away really does mean a lot to people. I want to read to you Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. It says this. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. There's good news tonight for every single person. It's not too late to build your house. There's still time. I think about in the future when Jesus is going to come back and rapture his church. He's coming for those who've built their house on the rock, on the rock of Jesus Christ. That's when you'll be so happy 
that you took the time to build your house on the rock. Amen? You'll be so thrilled that you took time to build your house. That's why I said it's not too late to build your house. Because Jesus hasn't returned yet. And there's still time to build your house. There's still time to trust in Jesus. There's still time to give your life to Jesus. There's still time to pray the prayer where you ask your Lord Jesus forgiveness for your sins. There's still time to turn away from that old lifestyle that's leading you down the wrong road and to begin to follow Jesus on the right road to heaven. It's not too late. We are seeing now how scared people are during a pandemic. But just imagine, if you will, how really scared everybody will be when the rapture of the church actually happens. Build your house while you still can and help others build their house while they still can. This is a small storm compared to what could happen, compared to what will happen. It's not too late for you to build your house. I want to end with this. It seems to me that the entire globe is frantic because they've realized two things. Number one, you are not in control. I just saw on uh, social media today celebrities posting things about what I can control versus what I can't control, and I'm trying to find peace in what I can control. Number one, the world has realized that that you are not in control. And number two, the entire globe has realized that you will die. You will die. And these two principles right here, you're not in control and, and you will die, is actually what the entire foundation of Christianity is built on. Because, my friends, Jesus is in control. Amen? I've never been in control. Not a moment in my life. Was I in control? I remember when I, when I started to take control of my life, that was a disaster. And, and when I gave control back to Jesus, then I felt, I felt peace again in my life. Oh, you are not in control. Jesus is in control. And Jesus has completely defeated death. You see, there's no more sting of death. Because when you pass from this life to the next life, you will have a glorious entry into the gates of heaven and something that we all look forward to. I'm happy I'm not in control and I'm excited about the next life because I've built my house on the rock of Jesus Christ. This, my friends, is one of the greatest opportunities to tell people about Jesus. People who are scared need Jesus. If you're a Christian, Let me encourage you today. Don't be scared, but just tell people about Jesus. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I I pray for every single person right now. Lord, would you put a peace inside of them like they haven't felt in a long time? Would you put an assurance of their salvation deep within them right now, realizing that they have built a house to withstand a storm. They have built a house, and Jesus is coming back for them. Amen. What a great day it will be. But what about all of you out there who, who are scared? What about all of you out there who aren't sure about your salvation, aren't sure about where your eternity will be when you pass from this life to the next? Let me pray for you. If you would pray along with me right now, 
I'd really appreciate it. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. I turn away from the old life. And I walk towards you, Jesus. I give you control, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for taking away the sting of death, for preparing a place for me in heaven. I pray that you write my names down, my name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I pray that you welcome me home one day. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I believe in you, Jesus, that you came to this earth, that you were the perfect man and man God, that you were the perfect sacrifice for my sins, that you died my death on the cross, and then you rose again from the dead, defeating death, defeating the grave, taking back what the devil had stolen. I believe in you, Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. I'll, we'd be so blessed to know if you prayed that prayer with us. Just let us know in the comment section. Say, hey, I prayed that prayer. Amen. I'm a child of God now. I know where I'm going when this life is over. We'd be so blessed to hear from you. Well, we got one more song of worship, and then we're going to hand it back over to Pastor Rhonda and Leanna. And I love it when we go back to Pastor Rhonda and Leanna to see those fresh, beautiful faces on the screen. they got a few more words for you. But why don't you just worship with us one more song, church? Thank you.